We're going. As we do. <laughs> so we sad. do be going. Oh, Lord. Ah. Huller, huller. Hi, besties. Hey, besties. Yes. Yes. Hello. A vocalist. Hello. Oh, wow. A true vocalist. <laughs> I can't A sing in front of you. It's embarrassing. Vocalist? What does that even mean? Because you're so good. That's false. Um, I know probably 87 people that would disagree with that, but okay. 87, that's such a specific number. Well, that's the amount of friends that I have. <laughs> I only have 87 friends. Is that little or a lot? How many people does the average human have as a friend in their life? Like in real life? Or yeah, like, like, on Facebook? like how many, like, people, like, you know? Because, no, like, on no, no, Facebook, no, if you have more than a thousand people, then that's suspicious. Yeah, I definitely don't. That's what they say on Catfish. If you have more than a thousand friends on Facebook, then you're suspicious. See, I've never seen Catfish. But I also don't have, I know use problem. my Facebook. My Facebook is strictly for family engagements and my um, high school alumni page. Wow. <laughs> That's all I use it for. And I for finding talk. apartments. I can't talk. Yeah, I you go to church just, on Facebook. <laughs> I don't go. They have it. I thought you went today. On, no, I just saw her attack me because somebody, my mama exposed me because somebody okay. tagged me in it. And I was like, what is this? I was already, church happened at like 10 that morning. So I was asleep. Okay, okay. I just wanted to know who was tagging me in something. And then I saw her exposing me. And it was I your mother. Her, I said, why did you do that? And she said, what do you mean? I thought I was just, you know, going to comment and then go about my business. I said, everybody can still see that. <laughs> just she stays. said, What? Everyone can still see that? I said, She was just trying to get you to have some good vibes for this job interview. Yes, but what if I don't get it? Well. Then it'll be embarrassing. Embarrassing. <laughs> you can cross that bridge when you get to it. That's what I like, like to say. I'm going to tell her, I'll be like, this is your fault. Now you have to tell everybody I didn't get it. <laughs> no, this is why I didn't get it. If you get, yes. you blame, you blame the actual act of putting it out to the community on if you don't get it that's yes. why it was, yes. has nothing to do with your character or your ability to do said job nothing to do with it it was just because of facebook yes facebook shenanigans yes no i'm just kidding but you're gonna get it so it doesn't matter we'll see well i guess we'll check back in next week is it gonna happen yep. this week right yep tomorrow when, tomorrow Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> i hate job interviews you the most stressful. I have to... Oh, shit. I got to text that lady back. Oh. Sorry. I'm supposed to be interviewing for a nanny job for this summer. But this lady who's supposed to be interviewing me, she is, like, mm -hmm. super cryptic about what she wants. So she oh. wants a live-in nanny, which I don't need to do. Mm -hmm. I have my own... Like, I, can, I don't want to go live there. I have no desire to yeah. live at my place of work. So I'm like, okay. And then she made it sound like there was like a weekly stipend of $300. But then I was like, wait, is the stipend in addition to my hourly wage that I get mm -hmm. for nannying your three fucking children? She has three kids. Yeah. And then I don't know. She didn't explain. So I'm like, well, I can't work. I can't nanny three children for $300 a week. That's like That's nothing. ridiculous. That's insane. That's insane. That How many? Because she wants me to nanny 830 to 430. 
That's so long. That is so long. Three children. $300 a week? Please. So it sounded really good on paper, and I like was like, yes, I want to interview. And then I was like, wait, she's scamming me. She might be scamming me. So I right. told her I told her last night that she, that I was like, I'm, I'm only interested in this if I can get paid hourly. Mm-hmm. Because that's how you should pay your nanny. But yeah. um, so no shade to her. I think they were just looking for somebody who like needs an apartment and they could mm-hmm. like pay them for like cheap childcare. But I'm like, I don't. So run me my money or I'm not going to work for you. Very true. <laughs> but if you have a guest true. house, you have to be rich. Come on. Yeah. Who has a guest house in like, yeah, I don't know. They well, want to live in au pair. Yeah. I'm like, that's like fucking French shit. That's like it a is. that's like a European situation you have going Very on there. Very European. <sighs> My friend was an au pair. She has crazy stories. Oh. In France, and then like in a, in some like south of France town, and then Paris as well. At least she didn't die. What? Why would she that's have what died? In, that's what happened in you. They killed the au pair. I didn't watch that. Okay, well now you know. Well, okay, wait. You is the one with Penn Badgley or whatever the fuck his name is. Is that his name now? <laughs> I don't know what his name is. I just know his He's name is... He's like the scary looking... Joe Goldberg or something okay, like Joe, that. Okay, Joe, yes. And he has like dark hair and stuff and he's yes. kind of sexy. Okay, and it's... No. Vi- Victor- okay. No, he's not. Okay. He's scary. His attractiveness is irrelevant, but Victoria Pedretti's in it too, right? The girl yeah. from... Okay, okay, okay. See, that's... Yeah. I did watch like... I think I watched that show like over my roommate's shoulder when she was watching it at our apartment on the mm-hmm. TV. So I got like a little bit of it. Like I know the ending of the second season, but I haven't seen any of the first season. Oh. Have well, you seen the I've second season? Ca- I've seen all the second season and half of the first. Oh. Well, you're not that much better because, than me. Yes, I am. <laughs> because I watched the second season on purpose. Okay. You want to hear something crazy? Do you know Chris D'Elia? He's on the show. Oh my God. Who does he play? I'm looking it up right now. Chris <laughs> D'Elia. He's a comedian. You. Character. I can't <laughs> type fast. He plays Henderson. Okay. Okay. And apparently that's like a pedophile, right? Is that who uh-huh. that is? I don't know. Okay. I didn't, like, I don't remember him. But he just got like outed like a year ago for being an like, actual real pedophile. <laughs> <gasps> Can you believe a real he one? played one on television? Yeah, he was like soliciting underage women, underage women, aka children. I hate it when people say underage mm-hmm. women as if that's a different thing than a child. He was soliciting yeah. children for sex at his like comedy shows and through social media and all this stuff. Oh, yeah. My God. And I used to listen to his podcast. I thought he was so funny. Huh. <laughs> Little did you know. I'm disgusted, literally. As you should be. Oh my. Literally. That's why I think some people play their roles too well. Right. Like some people Give play their roles too well. Give me another example. Yeah, who? Kathy Bates. <laughs> <laughs> this is not a claim. I don't know Kathy Bates. No, I've never spoken to Kathy all, Bates in my life. You. I see what you mean. But they have or whatever the fuck. Yes, she played that too well. She was too, she was too, too ready convincing. to, you know. I was like, mm, this is suspicious. She was too convinced. That's why I won't watch Sarah in 12 Years a Slave, because I know she plays Just it well. Anytime like, a white person says the N-word as a part of their character, it's too sus. I'm like, why? Yeah. Like, uh, like, I get, okay, there's like an argument for like historical accuracy, but it's like, I don't see That's why. That's like when you read To Kill a Mockingbird in class. And your teacher... Yeah. And the teacher is like... And I'll be like, wait a minute. I will leave. 
That's not acceptable. I will exit the class. Oh my god. I will read it quietly to myself. Like, I literally think that, like, in plays, I mean, in movies where they have to use that word coming out of a white person's mouth, they should literally just be, like, redacted, like, every time they say it, because that's, like, the only acceptable way that that stuff can be, like, it's, it's, like, so uncomfortable. I can't. I can't. And it really is too weird, like, too convincing. That's that's what I'm saying. Kathy Bates is my, like, I'm sure she's not, because, like, the people she surrounds herself with... But like you can't help but feel sussed out. Are you really that good of an actress? Is that what we're saying? I mean, she's good, but like that also Can you turn it off when you go home? You know, it probably is says something about like internal biases and stuff like that. You know, See? I mean like she just is really like in tune cuz everybody was, has biases, but she's really in tune with hers. Really? Really? She just really Yeah. After I watched Coven the first time, I said, "Wait a minute. Kathy Bates?" Wait a minute. What? Have you seen Misery? Yeah, no. No. Okay, we're watching that for this podcast oh, at some God. point. Oh, God. But it's a horror movie that she's in. Anyway. Oh, God. My dad was telling me that that's a movie that we should watch because I was telling okay. him about the movie that we watched this week. And he was like, you know, it would be a better movie. <laughs> I was like, ah, okay. So <laughs> I'll show that one to you. Do we want to get started with our little, little week overview? Yeah. You can go first. Okay. Um... At this point, we don't, like, take turns. Like, as long as we're taking turns with the movies, everything yeah. else, we just, like, I don't we remember. Just, <laughs> like, no, I don't, I don't remember, remember what if first, we alternate. I don't know what happens. It's fine. Um, my week was good. I started working. I'm pretty much just going to talk about jail support. I started working at jail support. She got locked I'm up, not is what in she's jail. saying. No. Yes, you are. Free Elisa. No. Free Elisa number two. Let me clarify for the people who live in Portland. I'm not in jail. And if you want to help people recently getting released from jail come to jail support it's i don't think jail support is a good name for it though because it sounds like it's like the tech support for jail jail so like you're in jail <laughs> okay, but like okay. they're supporting Touché. like supporting up the like upholding yeah. the jail system mm-hmm. yeah, yeah 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 okay i see what you're saying it's actually the whole name is community jail support but basically it's just a like really dope group of people there's not like a ton of organization because there's just not a lot of like support for what everybody's doing in the first place Mm -hmm. so like the more people that can get out and do it the better and i just since i don't work as a nanny anymore i'm just replacing all my hours that i would normally be nannying with jail support but it's volunteer Mm -hmm. so it's like you know not everybody can like donate their time to like yeah just be doing stuff for free but like if you can Mm -hmm. do it um it's really fun it's you get a lot of like life experience for sure i have only gone to three shifts so far but they've all been lovely all the folks i've met have been lovely basically what you do is you wait outside the county jail for folks to get released and then Mm -hmm. you run over and you ask them if they need a phone call or if you can give them a ride somewhere or if they need food or snacks or a cigarette and usually people are pretty receptive and they're like happy to be having you know Mm because they just drop you outside like basically they open the door kick you out and you don't like a lot of people get even their belongings like are at the holding place across Mm -hmm. town people come out with no shoelaces like it's crazy and they don't do anything for you and unless you have somebody like here coming to pick you up it's it's like important to have other people there that you can like provide stuff so so yeah it's been cool um, I'm excited to get more acquainted with it. But that was my week. And I'm going back tomorrow. 
And yeah, shout out uh, PDX CJS on Instagram, I think. And Twitter, I think. I don't know. If you, I'll probably post something about it soon. So if you live in Portland, you should come. She'll post about it to clarify that she is not in jail. And they're doing some, let me just, one last plug. They're doing a sweep of, or not a sweep, but they're doing renovations in the park that um, jail support like takes place at and Mm -hmm. there's a large houseless population there um who need a lot of resources and who also like it just sucks to feel like displaced because of like a stupid Mm -hmm. renovation project so if you can come down like donate any time in the next coming weeks during the park's restoration situation just to like be a body in -hmm. the space and hold space that would be dope all right so true. Yeah, I'm gonna pass we it love to you. a charitable queen. Everyone do what she said. It's if just you like fun. It's just going and hanging out with folks. Live. We got art supplies yesterday and we're decorating the fence for the park restoration because we're mad about the park restoration. <laughs> <laughs> so we're just putting shit all over it now. As you should. <laughs> we love it. Alright, you go ahead. Um when has my week been? My week has been pretty chill. Um, I got my iPad, so my life has just really... It has been um, elevated. <laughs> elevated. Everything is just falling into place. Whatever. I don't know who said it, but when you get an iPad, your life is just falls into place. Who said it's that? True. I don't know. I just said I don't know who said it. But, like, you said it as if somebody had said it. Is that somebody like a well-known has. thing? Somebody has said this. I promise That's you, because I don't me. think I just made it up. I think I you don't think have. I made it. I don't think it was me. <laughs> Okay, well, iPad but, has been acquired. Y- yes, I have the iPad. Um, we're thriving. Um, the bag has else? been secured. Yes. Um, I got to play receptionist Ooh. Um, at work. I used to be a receptionist. Phones. Do you like it? Does, phone, does answering the phone stress you out? Because it stresses me out. It stresses me out when it's my personal phone. Oh, but for work, you're okay with it? But for work, I'm okay because it was just like a script. Mine's the so opposite. I'm just like, I don't hey. like answering the phone at work, but I will answer my own phone. No, we have like a script that we pull up, and I just read everything off of there. Oh, we don't have so that it's on my not phone. hard. Um, but I let my boss change all of my work hours. Oh, so I'm gonna be on a completely different schedule this coming week. That's just cute. for this week or forever or for the rest of the time. Oh, okay. Um, and then Tamara and I baked. Some, yes. What did you bake? Some goods. We baked brownies, but like with cookies as well. So. What do you mean? You baked cookies in the brownies? You put cookies on the bottom layer of it, and then you put brownies on top. Oh my god. We <gasps> didn't really know what we were doing. It just worked out. It did. It appeared to. I saw it. Looked it good. worked out. It worked out. Looked like it was smacking. It was. It was a smacking. It was. Um. <laughs> That's like yeah. American slang, but saying it with a British accent is really funny. <laughs> that literally smacked. <laughs> they used to say at my high school, instead of that, it would be like, if something was good, you'd say it taps. Did I say taps at your your high school? No. I don't know why, but they always say it taps. What? Or like, it was like taps is like a shortened version of a neck tapper. <laughs> Which is like, it was something is really good. It like hits you in the back of the neck therefore it's a neck tapper because you gotta tap your neck and therefore it taps no i don't think this is real would you ever say to the neck no oh my god no way the only thing that had to do with necks in my yeah high school or just in my career Uh in life you know was when they would 
say they're going to give you a neck. And they would come up behind you you and slap the back of your neck as hard as they possibly can. That sucks. Yeah, we had that too, but we also had, in a positive sense, if something was a neck tapper, that meant it was really good. Mm Mm-mm. Yep. Not, no. I still use high school slang to this day just because, like, the impression it made on me. Like, mm-hmm. I don't think I've learned slang since I've been in college. I don't know about you. Oh, my God. I don't know. I guess I say brother now. I say that a lot. That's because of my friends from college. Brother? Yeah. I'm always like, say, hey, brother. call people brother? Yeah, I like calling everybody brother. Oh, okay. Not everybody, everybody, but, like, definitely, like, the kid that I nanny, I always called him brother. That's, like, my favorite. Right. It's so cute. <laughs> It's so cute. I don't know. It's like a, no one a term that. of endearment. No one says that here. Well, it does sound a little country bumpkin-esque. Well, not over here. So. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Oh, okay. Um, should we? Should we? I didn't even rate this movie. To- oh, my God. I'm going to have to think of a rating on the spot. That's okay. But should we get into the movie talk? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, twas my pick. It mm-hmm. was the first of, um, we tried something different this week, as in I just watched this. It wasn't a movie that was important to you. No, from your it was history not, and your life. It was life. not meaningful at all. I chose this movie just to torture Elisa. Purely out of hatred. Yes. Um, uh. Elisa has been anti Jania recently, and I just really thought I should retaliate. Um, I'm going to need my lawyer. Excuse me. I feel like I'm really Lawyer? on the stand right now. I think the evidence speaks for itself. Ah! Okay. <laughs> so. Well. All right. This movie was her punishment, I guess. Mm-hmm. I don't it know. was a punishment. You succeeded. If your goal was to torture me, I, two and a half hours of my life that I'll never get back. You're so welcome. That's what this movie was. You anyway. are so welcome. <laughs> so. I had her watch Deadly Illusions. It's a new Netflix movie. Um, Who's in it? <laughs> um, we have Greer Grammer. And then well, I don't know. Lady from Sex in the City. You don't know Greer Grammer? Mm-mm. I didn't know. I know her name. because she used to be on... Uh, did you ever watch Awkward? No. It was an MTV show about this girl in high school. Oh, wait. She had, like, black hair. And she had a best friend. Mm-hmm. Yep. I did watch best that for, like, had- one second. She had red hair? Yes. Her best friend had red hair? Yes. Okay, yeah. I did watch that for like... Greer was the best friend of the mean girl. Uh, okay, you know what? She looks like Aquamarine from the movie Aquamarine. <laughs> I know that's not who she is, but that's what she looked like to that's me. That's what she looks like to you? Yeah. I love that okay. movie. That movie, I am passionate about my love for Aquamarine. Oh my God. Oh my. Have you... Re- you've seen it, right? No. <gasps> you've never seen Aquamarine with Emma Roberts and Jojo? No. Oh my god, we're watching that. Say less. That's what we're watching <laughs> next week. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my okay, god. I'm so excited. Okay. Woo! Sorry. <laughs> but yes. Lot to me. Anyway. Greer Grammar is in it, and then Kristen Davis is in it. Charlotte and from uh, Sex and the Cité. Yes. And uh, Dermot Mulroney is in it. Mulroney, Not Dylan whatever. McDermott. Dermot Mulroney. Who is literally, when I was like trying to think of who it was, I was like, hmm, this Dylan McDermott. False. Sounds the same. Exactly. They are the same. They're they both in American Horror too. Story. You know, Dermot Mulroney was in AHS. Where? At one point. I don't remember, but I think Which I saw. Which point? I swear he was in American Horror Story in um, Cult. In Cult? Uh, I think he's in Cult. He plays like a rich husband that gets killed. Do you remember when mm. they're in the attic and they like kill that dude? 
Yeah. I think that's him. He's that dude? I think so. Well, we're going to have to do some <laughs> fact-checking on that. That's okay. Anyway, what's the movie about? Should I give the synopsis? You give the synopsis, and then I'll read it. Okay. All right. Here is what I have written. Uh-huh. Oh, my God. Because I didn't like what they wrote. She wrote an essay. Yes. Best-selling author Mary Morrison hires a new nanny to care for her children as she struggles to write her next book. As Mary overcomes her bout of writer's block, she gets lost in the desires and drama that comes with writing, but eventually struggles to separate fiction from reality. That is Thank you. accurate. Thank you. Um, so should I rate it? Yes. I'm going to give this movie half a peach. <laughs> it doesn't even get a full peach. <laughs> Half. Point That's five. more than I thought you were going to give it. Me and Tamara thought you were going to give it a negative peach. Okay, I can't give it a negative because I do have to say, it made me chuckle. That yeah. wasn't what the movie... I don't think they were trying for that at all. Well... However, it did entertain me in terms of parts of it were slightly funny because of how bad they were. Okay. But it wasn't like... I didn't enjoy myself at mm-hmm. all watching this film. <laughs> I had a hard time getting through mm-hmm. it, um, to be frank. Mm-hmm. I think, generally, my biggest issues mm-hmm. were the tendency for there to be so much slow-mo. So much. <laughs> <laughs> there was so much slow-mo unnecessarily. So much music that was, like, drowned out the dialogue. Sometimes mm-hmm. when they do that, I'm like, is it because they know the writing is bad? <laughs> <laughs> like, why do they do that other than, like, to cover up the shitty dialogue? And then just, that was the other thing. The third thing is the shitty dialogue. The because shitty dialogue. Okay. What? Did your fan just turn on? Yes, it did. Do you want to pause real quick? Yes. Okay, let's do My that. My windows are open, so oh. I'm not really sure why it's doing that. Hmm. Okay, we'll let's pause them. and let's pause and do a uh, what's yes. it called? Damage Regroup. control. Yeah. Okay, we're back. Doesn't the school know that we're recording a podcast? What the honestly heck? at this point I feel like they should. At this point, it should be part of rude. curriculum. They should know. Yes. Yes. Every Sunday around four ish, my time. Oh wait, no, so it's seven ish your time. Yes. Well. Yes. Anyway, what I was just gonna say about the third thing that I hated was the dialogue. Um, and I mean all of it. You didn't I, like any of it? Zero percent of it was good. <laughs> I, the, one of the worst parts for me, dialogue-wise, was there's a part at the beginning of the film where mm-hmm. Dermot Mulroney, the husband, and mm-hmm. what's her name? Charlotte from Sex and the City, the wife, Mary Morrison, mm-hmm. are in a fight because didn't he gamble something? Yes, he like... Winning on a deal that his buddies told was told him was going to be like solid, and then yeah. they found out it was See, not solid. See, one of my biggest pet peeves with any movie like that does that is like their their decision to be like people don't know about this stuff enough to know what's legit language and what isn't, mm-hmm. and so they just like use whatever words they want to like describe something like a business deal or like, and it's mm-hmm. like I don't. I just, I mean, I wouldn't know, but it's like, I can, I can tell that it's not like, you didn't do your research on whatever area of finance this man works in or whatever. Yes. Like, you don't know what you're talking about. But anyway, that part when they're fighting, he's like yelling at her and he's like trying to explain what's happening. And then some, for some fucking reason, the people who mixed this movie, like edited it, decided to 
overlap his dialogue over himself. So you can't hear any of what he's saying. Right. Compounded with the fact that there's like crazy music happening at the same time. And then it's like a straight zoom in on her face. And she's like, uh-huh. oh. like, I think it's like <laughs> she's trying to show her like, I guess like processing the news that her husband gambled away their fortune on his, mm-hmm. this deal. And so it's mm-hmm. supposed to show her being like, I guess like super stressed out about this situation. Mm-hmm. But all it did was poorly set up the rest of the movie because I literally didn't even pick up on what they were talking about because all his words were un- like, you couldn't tell what he was saying. They were all unintelligible. Right. So then later in the movie, when they brought up something about the deal, I was like, what deal? What? Oh, is that when he was talking over himself a bunch? I mean, I couldn't have told you that that's what he was talking about because I couldn't tell. <laughs> anyway, so I just generally have issues. Right. Okay. <laughs> I didn't even bother to organize my notes. I just have four pieces of paper with mm-hmm. psychotic scribbling on them. This one says, who wrote this? <laughs> is one of my <laughs> notes. <laughs> just capital letters. <laughs> Okay, so how let's let's just get in and try and summarize it as we go a little bit. So the beginning of the movie, what happens? All right, so with the beginning of the movie, uh, oh that's cute. Wait, my mom just sent me a picture of our Aww. floors. That oh, she cute! Did. She did them herself. Yes. <gasps> yes, Yolanda. Per. Per. <laughs> Period. <laughs> Queen. You tell Bob them. the Builder. Who? Yeah. We like that. We love to see it. Yes. Okay. Anyways. Anyways. So in the beginning, Mary uh, Morrison is a, you know, best-selling author. She's already had her established series right. that with her publishing company is like their most, their best-selling. Mm-hmm. I think it's, it's like called a, Delirium. And it's about or something like, like that. true crime or something, right? It's like a crime Yeah, novel. like, so there's murder, betrayal, sex, all that stuff. Murder, I think betrayal, that was, sex, the trifecta. Yes, all of that, all of that. And so her, I guess, I don't know if they're like, they work for the company that her book was published by. That part, again, very unclear what any of this was about. (laughs) They come to meet with her. She's thinking that they're there to um, tell her that they want to do another book in the series, but they want to have a ghost writer. Yeah. Um, And they want to, you know. They could just take the series and run with it without her being involved. And so that's what she was under the impression that the meeting was about. And she was just like, you know, I feel about that. But we really don't know how she feels about that because nothing else prior to that had actually. Yeah. No, whenever they do that, that's also like a sure sign that like, who the fuck thought this up? Like, you can't give us stuff about a character that's supposed to be established without establishing it. Exactly. That's what um, that means. <laughs> like, It literally was like, no, we didn't know that at all. Right. So I don't think that's true. How are we true. supposed to know? This movie started five minutes ago. Exactly. And so they, the people who work for the company come in, but he, one of them is like a new employee. Mm-hmm. And so she is like really trying to show that they need her to write another book. That's right. what they came there to do is to get her to write another book. Mm-hmm. And they're saying that, you know, um, it would be an installment to her series already. But... Um, they they need another book to push because My their is, company is failing, I guess. What, if they could have hired a ghostwriter to do the exact same thing that she already did with the books, what is the in what is the, the like the necessity to have her write it? Exactly. Clearly she's not a good enough writer to have a unique voice 
so anybody could copy her writing style and pass it off as their own. Therefore, why do they need her so bad? <laughs> you guys have so many plot holes. I hate it. Anyway, sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Um, so she is adamant about not writing another book. Right. She's like, no, get out of my um, house. She's like, um, although crazy like things her, happen when I'm yes. writing. That's like the big yes. underlying thing that you got to keep in mind throughout this movie is apparently when she writes crazy things happen what that means i don't know i still don't know i watched the whole movie i still don't know what that meant (laughs) i don't think i guess she like gets like caught up she becomes a different person but that was unclear (laughs) well we'll we'll get into that anyway Okay, so it was a $2 million deal. I wrote that down here. $2 million for writing this. (laughs) And then, of course, she ends up taking the deal because after she's turned them down on this deal, her husband tells her that he gambled away all... What does she say? The estate? (laughs) She's like, The reserves. Not the the reserves. What what do you mean? What is a reserve? I have $2 in my sock drawer. Is that a reserve? Like... Yes. Don't gamble thing? that away. Can't ever. I actually, I do have $2, but it's actually a $2 bill. So it's really special and rare. Right. Okay. I got it from my friend Lily for, I think, my birthday. I think that was my birthday present was a $2 bill. <laughs> I think so. Anyway. Okay. Da, 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 da. What do I have here? Why did his voice get all weird? We already talked about that. <laughs> what is the sound design? Oh, okay, okay. I wanted to write, or I wrote down because I wanted to say this. This is what happens when screenwriters listen to the rules of screenwriting too strictly. (laughs) And what I mean by that is I think people get caught up in thinking that, like, screenplays, not that I know a thing. I want to first clarify. (laughs) Have I ever, like, gotten anything anywhere in the entertainment industry? No. So if you're listening to this, just know that I'm literally talking out of my ass. But... I feel as though sometimes when people write screenplays, they and interject whenever you want because okay. this is not something that I know more about. I don't mm-hmm. know shit. <laughs> I think that like some people just like take it too seriously. Like, like there needs to be action at this point and there needs to be a climax here and there needs to be you have to set all this stuff up and then you have mm-hmm. to like make all the characters have to do like it, it's just like especially when it comes to like a thriller like this like there's so many people i mean there's so many rules that apparently Mm -hmm. you have to adhere to to make something interesting and obviously that doesn't work because it looks like that's what they were trying to do with this and it was turned out bad really (laughs) bad i don't know like it makes me feel like the hero's journey when you're like in high school and you're learning about that if you know what i mean Mm -hmm. i don't know did you get that at all i just felt like it was like they tried to pack in too much without enough explanation okay well I might feel that way if I hadn't read this article. Okay. Tell me about the article because I, I need a different take. So, the writer and Greer Grammer mm-hmm. answered burning questions about the movie. Okay. Um, and so, one of the things that they said was that, or the writer said that um, even people who hate watch this movie um, will probably, or that it was it did what it was supposed to do. So, hate watch was the goal? Well, no. The goal was to cause the audience and the viewer to be confused. 
That seems like a cop out for writing a really bad script. That's what she said. She said they um, described it as fuzzy. They wanted the viewer to have a fuzzy like understanding the whole time. Okay, but I feel like, you know, other movies accomplish that and are still good movies. I don't know. Like, I'm trying to think, like, have you seen Creep? Creep is like a... It's a Mark Duplass's horror series, and I've only seen the first one. But that one, no. the entire time, it's a it's a found footage thing about this guy who um, goes to film this man on, like, he's, like, dying of cancer, and so he wants to film a little, mm-hmm. like, daily diary for his son that's unborn. And mm-hmm. so he hires this photographer, and the photographer guy, or the videographer guy, is the guy who we follow throughout the movie, and so it's just, like, through mm-hmm. his lens. And it's all about this guy, Mark Duplass's character, mm-hmm. and him kind of, like, appearing to be one way like appearing to be this man who's trying to record his life for his unborn son and mm-hmm. then it just slowly starts this like the thing starts to fall apart like the charade and then you're like but the whole time you don't know what's going on mm-hmm. and I'm like that's an example of a fuzzy script or a fuzzy I don't even know that there was, was a script I think it might have been an improvised movie like how Blue Jay was but mm-hmm. they did a great job of making it both completely fuzzy and, and hard to tell what was happening and still really entertaining but this movie, <laughs> this movie was just like a mind fuck in the worst possible sense. Her quote literally says, I would start out with the word fuzzy just because that was the intent. I wanted to give the audience an experience of what it's like to not have clarity. That feeling is a frustrating feeling. I don't have anything to say about that. I mean, that honestly, was her. That was her goal, apparently. Go off, girl. I guess you accomplished that in a sense. <laughs> But then she also said, if you hate the film equally as those who love it, that's okay too. Maybe you'll come back to it in five years and laugh your ass off, which I think we... I think we did during, did the, during first, yeah. the first viewing. I don't need to wait five years to laugh at this movie. I can watch. Yeah. I laughed at it the first time I watched it. So I guess it's like... So I guess, I mean, that's a good attitude to have about it. Like, she's a good sport about people hate watching this. Yes. Which I like. I respect mm-hmm. her for that. Because, I mean, at some point, if you're going to write stuff, you got to be okay with not everybody liking it. And it's much better to yeah. feel like that and feel like, eh, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. You can do with it what you want rather than, you have to like this movie. And if you don't, you have no taste. Like, you know, like, yeah. that's how, like, some people are, I think, with their work. And it's like, like, I don't know. I feel like that's how the attitude towards, like, Quentin Tarantino's. If you, you don't appreciate Tarantino's mm-hmm. work, then you have no taste. I'm like, it's, like, really like violent graphic <laughs> stuff not that that's yeah. bad but it's just like not everybody's taste you know right anyway so what happens basically so she starts writing right and then what does she need to do in order to fully commit herself to writing Jessica and nanny mm-hmm. to take care of her children because taking care of her children is distracting her from writing yeah um, which is fair. So she, yeah. But so they go she's to talking school. to her. F- They're old yeah, enough to go which to school. makes no sense. I'm not really sure when she's taking care of her kids instead That's of writing. That's the part that was confusing to me was that she had a whole day with her children at school before she had to take care of them. She was very unproductive. <laughs> That's all I'll say. Very true. Very true. Um, but she, her friend um, and also we find out later her psychiatrist. Elaine? Sorry. Yes, Elaine. Um, tells her about this nanny service that she would go through, some of her clients go through, but yeah. she doesn't go through it because she doesn't really need the child care. And it's too expensive for her or exactly. something. Yeah. It's very and prestigious so, nannies. Yes. 
Um, so she gives her their card and, you know, Mary is very reluctant at first. She was like, all those kids come out with issues. Okay. But, um, your kids are going to have issues anyway, because anyway, yes, (laughs) sorry. Um, but she ends up going and talking to them and putting in an application for like the nannies to come to her house so she can interview them because Mm -hmm. they offer, um, the service at the office or they can have somebody come into your home and do care right um so she is there they have all these kids running around she's waving at random kids behind walls Mm -hmm. and stuff talking about oh my god hey yeah the kid was like put his face up against the wall i was like is that the jump scare (laughs) it was not it was not at all (laughs) um and then so basically she is interviewing all these different nannies and they do a great job of like making uh early 20 year old women seem so stupid and irresponsible which yes. pisses me off of course partially because I am a nanny and I'm like yeah and wh- who acts like this who goes All to an them. interview like this <sighs> it if you know off. you're interviewing for a, a position no one's gonna go in and act like this no one's gonna go in and purposely sabotage themselves like that's dumb it, so basically, it's like another one of those situations where, like, sometimes I think in a screenplay, they're like, oh, we need to make it really obvious that all these people are bad so that the next, the last nanny that shows up is the one. But mm-hmm. it's like, you didn't have to do it, like, so overtly. It's like, too, it's like painfully overt. Yeah. But they're like, these bitches are incompetent. So <laughs> therefore, when this other bitch with a little braid down her back rides up on a bike and she looks fucking Amish. <laughs> What's her name? Mary Morrison is like, hell yeah, you can nanny my kids. Oh my God. (laughs) So that's what happens. So Greer Grammer's character, whatever her name is. I don't know. What's her name? Grace. Grace. Greer Grammer. Grace. She loves the GR sound. (laughs) So she shows up and gets the the job. Gets the pot. (laughs) Again, the fact is the kids are at school all day. So she's not even nannying the children until they get home. She's really nannying Mary. Mary. And she, it's like she is just in the house with Mary. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All, so that's like the rest, I mean, like for the middle of the movie, it's kind of just like. That's like what the movie is. Except you don't really know. Get, yeah. You don't know what's actually happening and what's not. Right. And I still don't. Again, there was so much Apparently ambiguity. that's how you're supposed to, That's that was their goal. Yeah. I mean, succeed. They succeeded. Um, so they have all these, like you know, this time spent together in this house. And also, like the the way that the babysitter acts. Like, in what world is a babysitter this charming? This like excited? Like, like there's like a couple times where she like brings her food on a tray. She's like, you don't have to take care of me. And she's like, oh, no, Miss Morrison, I want to. I'm like, what is this, porn? It's like the beginning of a porno. Like, come on. It drives me crazy. Apparently, they say this article, literally, this reminds me because you kept talking about porn This is literally the like first time. Every single scene that is sexy in any way is like, I'm like, did you just watch a bunch of porn before you did this? Like, before you wrote this well. shit? Well... It says, the first, like, line of this article says, Netflix viewers have quickly realized that Deadly Illusions embraces the less is more model to be more tantalizing and intriguing than actual pornography, in the words of its writer and director, Anna Elizabeth James. How is it more tantalizing than pornography? 
At least with porn, you see the sex. (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) I'm so sorry. At least they like the bad acting is a precursor to what people are actually there for. But with this, it's just the bad acting. Oh my god. (laughs) I'm so sorry. Oh my god. But it's like that's how all the sex scenes are framed. Basically, it's just this young woman who's. She's supposed to be what? Like, I mean, I said she was Amish, but I don't think she's Amish, but she's like. No. She that was, was like, never established. You you made that up on your own. Okay. But and she has qualities stuck with to her that are very, like, reserved, right? Yes. And I think that's what part of what Mary Morrison is attracted to. She's like. Because she's so, so eager and devoted to please her. And that's what she wants right now. Yeah. And at one point, she's with her friend, Elaine, at the. And they're at the gym. Yeah. And she's like, I just think she would do anything I wanted her to if I asked. And I was like, <laughs> what are you trying to do here? I thought you were hiring a nanny, not a sex slave. Like, what is this? I'm so scared. <laughs> poor Grace. But also then, like, you realize that it's not. Not poor Grace. So let's transition into so what happens yes. then? <laughs> so then Mary becomes like the sole breadwinner for the family, I mm-hmm. guess. And so then Dermot Malroney's character, mm-hmm. husband, I don't know if he had a name or not. He probably did. She had but I'm a gonna name. Call, I'm going to call him husband. Husband. Okay. Um, and Grace starts spending a lot of time together, I guess. But so like, like that was really even when it felt really abrupt because you know she was spending all her time with mary and then suddenly mary goes to the gym and she's outside at the fireplace talking to husband yeah and then they're going to going out to eat together exactly so it's like they're trying to seduce this relationship with grace and mary for the beginning of the movie and then it's like Mm -hmm. halfway through they're like oh jk she's doing the exact same thing with the husband too we just didn't tell you this exactly which i think it would have been better to give the audience like a little bit of a look into that that it was happening right because the only interaction they had before that was when she got out of the pool and they like shook hands or some yeah. shit like that and i was like okay <laughs> like i could get the sense that they were probably gonna like explore his attraction to the nanny mm-hmm. but then it like came out of nowhere when it actually happened and it's so yes strange. especially because mary was like so adamant about it not happening when elaine asked her while they were like cleaning the windows right why was she cleaning the windows when she had a nanny there to do that to, <laughs> I'm so sorry. they were like standing there cleaning the windows. They were and like, then, we like, have to give them something to do. <laughs> oh my God, them drink wine or some shit. I don't know. These are like right. rich so- socialites. Like, I, <laughs> don't you think Grace would have already cleaned the windows by now? She's That's been here saying. all day. What was she doing? Making a bath for Mary, putting rose petals in her bath and shit. The fuck? Still don't even know if that actually happened. Me well, either. obviously she put the rose petals and stuff in there because, like, when Mary woke up from her sex dream, her wet dream yes. situation, literally a wet dream because she was in a bath. <laughs> Shut up. Shut <laughs> up. Anyway. Oh my god. Oh my god. Well. So yeah, so they they have that bad. We just don't situation. know what part of it actually happened. Right. And so then I felt like towards the like 75% of the way through the movie. I don't know why I say it percentage-wise. Why would I just say like <laughs> 45 minutes into or like an hour into the movie? Okay. Like an hour into the movie. There's like a scene where like Mary and Grace go for a bike ride. Mhm. And like the tires on the bike get slashed, and, it, mm-hmm. and that part is like really weird. I still didn't realize the significance of that by the end of the movie. But they come back at night; they have to like walk the bikes back 
Mm -hmm. I guess she and her, they were just like on a little date. As if that's like normal. Like, I don't know why she thought that that would like not raise alarm with like her children and her husband. Um, To just be like hanging out with the nanny, like in next to a river, eating Mm -hmm. grapes and shit. Anyway. But then (laughs) Elaine and her husband are at the house. Elaine and and Mary Morrison's husband, not Elaine's Mm -hmm. husband. And Elaine like confronts her. What does she confront her about? <laughs> about her husband cheating on her. And so she kind of brings up, like, how often do you guys have sex? And it's supposed to be, like, I guess implying that since Grace has come into their lives, their sex life has been less. Except it has <laughs> <laughs> All they do is have sex. They have sex when she's well, there. Well, at the beginning, they do. But I don't think it makes it explicitly clear that that decreased, especially because they were just, like, doing it The passage everywhere. of time is very badly, like... Like, I don't know how long this movie, like, over... T- how long time, did it take yeah, you to write a book? The time frame was... Yeah, because she finished the draft by the end of the movie. But it yeah. felt like this movie happened in, like, a month. Exactly. But it's also, like... I feel like it must have been more than that because they literally didn't put any sort of markers for, for what Mm-mm. the time frame was. Wasn't yeah. like, you know, at least with like Steel Magnolias, there was like every couple like minutes or every, every like, you know, 30 minutes, there would be like mm-hmm. a big jump, but they would tell us how, how mm-hmm. long we had jumped. With this, it was like, oh, Grace just started working at this house, nannying these kids. Next thing you know, the mom is like, I love you so much. Grace will never let you go. You're part of our family now. I'm like, how long has happened between her getting hired and this? Because this is not a relationship that you would have with a nanny after like a month. I do want to go back and um, say that Mary took Grace to go buy bras. (gasps) (laughs) I forgot about that. Why? First of all, bra shopping isn't sexy. So whoever was like, this is going to be the start of their romance. Like, what about like, getting measured by like a Victoria's Secret lady when you're like 20 is like, like you should know your bra size by then. First of all, ma'am, you've had titties for a while. What are you doing getting measured? Like, I don't know. But also it's just like, <laughs> like the fact that that was their thought for like a normal thing that a mother would do. Just take her nanny out bra shopping. Like, <laughs> give me a fucking break. I don't know. What are your thoughts on that scene? How did you feel? I don't know. The whole. I think that's what was so shocking to me the first time I watched it because I didn't know what was going on. And so then I was, like, screaming. I was like, why are they going bra shopping? This makes no sense. Like, this is so unprovoked. What is she... What? And inappropriate. And then she turns around. She's like, oh, this one's a front clothes. And so then Grace is like... Look at my titties. Yeah, literally, Grace is like, hello. I'm going to take my bra off in front of you. No biggie. And then she, like, moved her hand to touch her. Oh, yeah. She grabbed Mary's hand and put it on her boob. She's like, just so you can remember. Something like that. Yeah, again. In case you want to remember. Huh? (laughs) For what? Jinx. (laughs) Literally, like, that doesn't make any sense. And I just feel like they jumped into this whole them being... And a thing without any sort of like context like them it was being so like sexual unprovoked. yeah very odd especially when she was having like her meeting with her people when they came back and were like oh yeah 
um, where she agreed to like write the book or something. And then she starts having like these visions of Grace, like in front of uh, sitting on this couch or something. And then suddenly she's naked. Yeah. But I was like, huh? For what reason? Literally. I think what the was word the... odd is the best word to describe yeah. this entire film as a whole. It is so odd. Yeah. Okay, so the kind of twist, which after, I must say, so should we say what the twist is first? That she is, she, she hasn't actually come from the nanny company. Yes. Right? Like, that's supposed to be the big... That is the big twist, is that Grace did not actually come from the nanny company. She is not employed by the company that... That hires all these really great nannies. nannies. So, Mary Morrison finds that out by, like, she doesn't want Grace to work there anymore or something. Or she called because she had deposited... Or sent them a check to deposit. And she was calling because it hadn't been... It hadn't been deposited yet. Hadn't been deposited yet. And then they and so were like, then they were like, oh, we wanted to know if you had picked the person, the pick the nanny you wanted to go with. And she was like confused because she'd been obviously by now she had been with. We don't know how long for a while, <laughs> like an unspecified amount of time. Yeah. So we don't know how long she's been working there, but yeah. she's been working there long enough to like get paid, I guess. I don't know. Right. And so, and so she's she's not employed by the nanny company. Therefore, she has come by, I don't know, like sinister means to kind yes. of become this caretaker for these people's kids. I looked up the trailer of this movie after watching it to show mm-hmm. my parents because mm-hmm. I was having a conversation with them last night at dinner. Um, and I was just like, you have to watch the trailer for this. I just need you to like understand even just like a sliver of, of what this movie is like to watch all the way through. Mm-hmm. And the twist is in the trailer. The trailer is a minute and 30 seconds long and it shows her finding out that Grace isn't from the nanny company. The twist is in the trailer. So if you saw the trailer before you saw the movie, you don't have to see the movie at all. The movie is <laughs> a minute and 30 seconds. Everything you need to know is in that trailer. I hate it when they do that with trailers. It oh pisses me off. Oh my God. I didn't watch the trailer. Well, I'm glad I didn't before I watched this. Otherwise, I think I would have felt like I wasted time more so than I already do feel like I wasted my time. <laughs> but yeah, w- why? If that was supposed to be the big thing that happens, exactly. Why the hell would it be in the trailer? I guess the only reason that I can think that they would put the literal giant twist in this movie at in the trailer is because they realize the movie story doesn't stand alone strongly enough. Mm-hmm to get people to watch it so they had to include like the big thing in the trailers mm-hmm. to, to get people to watch it but even then i'm right. like oh my god like it's like painful i don't know you go in kind of thinking t- i was under the impression that you go in thinking that it's going to be one of those things where oh it's the nanny sleeping with the father right that would make sense because it happens and so a lot. then you're just like oh, okay that's what this is gonna be but then like then i thought it was gonna be oh actually she's sleeping with mom okay but no so do you want to elaborate on what we actually end up finding out go ahead we actually end up finding out that one the nanny is not with the nanny company mm-hmm. but then two she has multiple personality disorder <laughs> and she's got two <laughs> so personalities funny. One of which is interacting with the husband, and then the other one 
is like interacting with the mom but i think when they do all the sex scenes and stuff that that one is her second personality so the two personalities they don't have different names or anything oh yeah they do margaret and grace right yes so margaret's the sexy one who Mm -hmm. that mostly shows up with the father and then grace is the one who she is like on the job but i think when yeah you're right whenever she is in a sexual situation whether it is with mary or her husband she's margaret Right. And then the other personality is like a child. Yes. She's like very childlike. Anyway, um, is my question for the people who did the research for this movie, for the writer of this movie, if she did research, um, is multiple personality disorder an inherited condition? Because somehow that is how we are supposed to be given the information that she has multiple personality right. disorder. Because her aunt has it. Her aunt who she lived with. Okay, what do we find out when we go to the aunt's house? That is like right after she finds out, right after Mary finds out she's not from the nanny company, she tracks her down, goes to her aunt's house to find out who she really is. Yes. So when she gets to the aunt's house, she hears like two different voices, you know. Um, She's like, I really have to go to the bathroom. Can you let me in? And so then she lets her come inside to use the bathroom. One of the aunt's personalities lets her inside to come yeah. to the bathroom. The other one is like, why did you let her in? Yeah. And she's just yeah, like, yeah. Really she's here to talk man. about Grace. I thought it was like her husband or some shit. <laughs> no, it was literally like, yes, the bathroom's down the hall. And then the other voice is like, why did you let her come in? And then she's like, she's here to talk about Grace. And I was like, huh? Oh what? My God. But she... Mary comes back out of the bathroom thinking that there's somebody else in there. So she's like looking around trying to see if there's anybody else in the house. But there's not. And so she was like, oh, I hired Grace to be my nanny, to take care of my children. Um, And I just wanted to know if I could ask you a couple questions about her. And so then the aunt's like, oh, you're not around here. You're not from around here, are you? Yeah. And so she was like, no, I'm from da 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 And so then the aunt pulls out all of these news (gasps) clippings and like magazines and stuff from Grace's past. Apparently Grace was involved in like, she said she had eight siblings when she told Dermot Mulroney this so apparently her parents locked them up like chained them up and like beat them abused them yeah didn't feed them or anything like that and like she's one of the eight kids and so it was like a big news story that like she and her siblings were like horribly abused by their parents when they were young but she like escaped the situation I guess but where are the rest of them good fucking question that's never followed up on (laughs) we don't know but apparently i guess she went to live with her aunt after that so i just looked it up i just googled it while you're talking Mm -hmm. multiple it says here okay i think the actual multiple personality disorder like the real term is dissociative Mm -hmm. identity disorder Mm -hmm. and it says it is not caused by faulty genes it's more constant. So it says biological, social, and environmental factors increase people's vulnerability mm-hmm. to, to developing a do- dissociative disorder. But I don't know that if it's not caused by faulty genes, quote unquote, does that mean that it is not genetic? And therefore invalidating this entire plot? That's what I would think. But also in the same, at the same time, when she was locked up, one of her brothers would like force her to be a different person right. he would be like let's play our game and so she he was like you be margaret and so yeah, that's to, that's like our little look into like how her dissociative identity disorder helped her when she was in captivity yeah so i'm like thinking like is margaret sexual because that's what he was doing to her 
Right, and if that's the case, like that, I, that would make sense. That would be an that, that interesting. Tracks. That tracks. They did. Did they follow they up didn't, on that? No. <laughs> did they? Not did they at do all. Anything to make it like slightly even part of like, you know, like I feel like they just start with so many stories and, and so many ideas and mm-hmm. themes, and then just never follow up on them in this movie. Right. And another like, thing is I like, feel like I'm speculating. If right, and if I if that is the case and you know her dissociative identity disorder comes out of that experience with her brother like forcing her to change identities mm-hmm. in captivity, then what the fuck was the reason for having the aunt have multiple personality disorder too? That doesn't exactly. it's not necessary to the story if that's not the reason why. Cuz that doesn't make sense. Obviously, she lived with her, but like if it if she became or she if it's adopted not gene- this trait, yes. Like, if she adopted I'm just this trait, the very first thing that came up on my Google search for is multiple personality disorder genetic is no, the first thing. So I'm like, how did this writer miss that when she was writing this shit, bro? This is so embarrassing. This really is just like, wow, wow. I don't wow, know. Wow. Like if they said it, they said we're up tearing us apart, and I feel kind of bad, but it's like. Sorry, we're trying to... <laughs> we're trying to understand. We're trying to... We are literally sleuths right now trying to uncover what the fuck the screenplay was trying to do because... Exactly, because I don't think it did what it was trying to... <sighs> wholeheartedly do not know. I mean, like, if you were going to say that she adopted this this other personality to help... Because that was the thing. She had a whole monologue of Margaret talking about how she's the one who... Who got them out of the who situation. Who got them out of the thing, who was the survivor. Like, mm-hmm. she was the one. But then, what was her... What was the reason? Right. And so then, like, <laughs> when her aunt said... Her aunt, like, kicked the dog with one personality and was talking to the dog <laughs> and the other personality and was like, such a good boy. And then Mary goes back in her mind and, she and thinks about how... she remembers her saying... Such a good boy to to the husband. Yes, because they were fucking on the counter. And that's what she said to him. But what does that have to do with her aunt? Exactly. Like, what? (laughs) Like, I guess she's trying to imply that, like, people talk the same if they're in the same environment. Like, they're observational. I guess, but, like... I don't oh think it was relevant it was enough not, for her to like do that. That was just a, enough of like I'm sure that took up several pages worth of script that probably didn't need to be there. Like she could have burned that shit and it would have made a difference. <laughs> anyway, I just want to talk about too. So like when we get to the end and we kind of find out all the stuff about who Grace is, we also we watch Mary Morrison go to Elaine's place of work, right? What's yes. the point of her going to see Elaine? I don't remember. She was calling Elaine because Elaine had her suspicions about Grace to begin with. She mm-hmm. was like, she's too good to be true. But then, like, when she was questioning her after their little bike ride or whatever, yeah. Mary's like, first you were saying um, he's cheating on me. His name might be Tom. I might be making that up. Or, like, she's like, first you, you're saying he's cheating on me, and then you were attacking Grace, and da 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 da. And so, like, that was their big, like, falling out that everybody was siding for like Mm -hmm. the things that happened after that so she was going to her because she had found out this information about grace and needed to talk to her because apparently elaine used to be her okay wow i'm so psyched you are amazing Um, it's not like we've already watched this movie and you've done it twice no, no. I anyway. literally just pulled that out of air. Oh my god! Um, but she apparently Elaine used to be her psychologist or like her therapist or something. Also, very poorly set up. 
Yeah, because nobody knew. I thought they were just friends. I thought they were just friends. I didn't know what Elaine did for work. They didn't nope. give us any indication that she was a therapist. She had clients. That could be anything. She All exactly. she said about her work was that she had clients. I'm like, okay, exactly. so you're what? Interior designer. <laughs> what, what are you? Like, I don't know. She could be anything. So, like, then to have a suddenly, like, have Mary showing up at Elaine's office, I guess was supposed to establish that they had both a professional or like a friendship relationship and mm-hmm. a therapist therapy no ther- <laughs> therapist patient relationship therapy therapy that's that's what the whole thing is called therapy is its own thing it's not what yeah. you call somebody undergoing therapy but um but it still was like unclear that she was her patient until they until the they notes. start questioning her because so of Elaine's what they dead. find Did you already in say there. Elaine, Elaine was dead? No. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> well, Elaine's dead. Yes. she. Once she get Because Elaine's not answering any of her calls. So yeah. then she goes to her office and she's like knocking on the door. And then she opens the door. And she's like, oh, great. You're here. I've been trying to call you. She turns her desk chair around. And there's scissors always, hanging out of like her literally neck. Literally, like, the perfect trope. Like, that was the one part that made me laugh out loud was her being like oh thank god you're here i'm like she's dead she's dead like, she, she, if somebody is turned facing away from you in a swivel chair the second you swivel them around they're gonna be dead yep. no questions asked yep. i've seen a movie before like, yeah 100 <laughs> oh percent. anyway it kind of hurt my feelings that they had her in white though it, elaine yes elaine was in white and all this blood was on her that I was kind of or like that's not something I picked up on. Right, it's not, but I watched it twice. So yeah, so you I were knew like, what was what happening. Fuck? So I was like, oh my God, why? That's like when Ryan Murphy did Sharon Stone like that in Ratchet. That's like, my I whole was... heart fell out my chest when I. <laughs> You're like, not that. Not in this ruined. white. Not in this off white. I no. was just watching Togetherness and Amanda P is wearing an entire, like a full white suit and like digging in dirt the entire episode oh my god it's a whole thing but oh my god i I was like no you can't be doing that to that that is awful that hurts me it really does so elaine has scissors in her neck the scissors somehow are related to mary in some way because they're like the scissors she used to cut her daughter's ribbon on her daughter's hair when did that happen did that happen in the movie at the recital but we didn't see that because when they were at the recital The recital all we saw was the ukulele, and then... That's what I was going to say. She got up there and played the recorder, and then it, like, faded off, and then her and Grace went and talked in the back, and Grace was like, what are you talking about? Nothing happened, but then... apparently, there was a pair of scissors that Mary touches to cut off this ribbon from her daughter's head, but we don't see that Apparently, they're from their house. And so then that establishes that Mary's DNA is on the scissors. The murder weapon. But, like... We wouldn't have known <laughs> that the murder weapon, like, like they didn't a horrible job of explaining that. And so then she gets questioned, right? Yes, they bring her in because she's the one who finds her. She calls nine one one. They bring her in, and she's very she's the like undoing a of them. Yes, that was. What, I mean, yes. that just made me think of Nicole Kidman and the undoing, and I was like, yes. okay, okay, yes. But that um, was actually a good murder show. Yeah, in comparison, but not this one. Um. So they bring her in, and she's thinking she's just helping them further the investigation or whatever. Dumb. Mm-hmm. Stupid. Um, and then they're asking her questions, and she's just like, do I need a lawyer present? And so they're just like, well, we have all this evidence that places you at the scene. And so then they bring out this footage of a lady wearing her coat, 
her scarf and sunglasses and sunglasses yes walking out of the building a overcoat a headscarf like a nun Mm -hmm. like a babushka and sunglasses and there's and they show it to her like we caught you red-handed exactly how how do you know that that's her what do you, you mean? don't and I'm so the detective i'm like what are you fucking talking about i but they have like her apparently elaine had written down in a notebook saying that she had ptsd and all these other things and then like under well she had written that down but then like on the bottom half of the note it had Mary's name on it and it said 10 a.m. as in like yeah. she had an appointment with her but and like Mary and those says, were the notes from the appointment that's yes, what they interpreted as yes Mary says that's when they went to the gym together mm-hmm. at 10 a.m. Um, and then that again confuses me because like they didn't go to the they went to the gym one time and that's when she was talking about her being her sex slave <sighs> and that felt like it was weeks ago I don't even I don't like I was like are the notes about Grace did Grace go to her as a patient and then I was like no I guess they're about Mary but like it was so badly orchestrated all of this I don't know Um, and so then she somehow is even though she's being like questioned and stuff she gets out like they don't hold her right because like apparently they don't have but I feel like they do. They have plenty to hold her. They've held uh, people exactly. for less. I've seen Law and Order. They come up with shit to hold people all the time. That's what I'm saying. So they, they said that up. they have her they have her DNA on the murder weapon. They have a video, a video of, of who they believe out. to be her. But they like, can't but can hold leave. her. But you can so leave, then though. her and her husband comes up there. Tom comes up there to, you know, and like as soon as he walks in the door, she like gets up and hugs him. Yeah. The mm. so they hug or whatever and then they go out and sit um in like the waiting area and he's explaining to her how much evidence they have against her yeah and so while he's explaining all of this stuff to her she is going back in her mind and seeing the things that happened but she but she's the one doing them yeah that's what's different because before we didn't really know who was doing anything or what was real and what so, was not like what things like the tire the tires the tires and the bike She's seeing herself doing them. She's seeing herself slash the tire. I don't even think that I understood that. <laughs> so like it'll show like this them like looking at the bike or the tire or whatever and like her asking like who would yeah, do such a thing right. but instead of it being like just the slashing the right. tire already being there it's her with the Swiss, uh, right, Swiss right, right, army okay. knife slashing it because he's like they found a Swiss army knife in, in our garage, garage and yeah. it's got your DNA on it. Um so but that makes no sense because they're doing like violent everything. things, I guess, leading up <laughs> to this. See, I still don't know. Okay, and so then she goes back home to f- cuz she needs to get grace or something or is this does this whole question thing happen when before the this is no. before she finds Elaine before she goes to see the aunt. Oh, okay, we fucked that up. Whatever, it doesn't it's matter. Fine. This is already too disjointed. It's still bad. It really doesn't matter. So it's then still later, bad. when she's on the way home from her going the to see the aunt, aunt, she comes home to. see... She calls them and she's like, "Tom, I'm on my way back." Because Tom Grace calls her. Right. Yes, Tom calls her and was like, "I don't know where you went. I told him that you were home to rest and da 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 da." Yeah. 
um, I'll see you at home or whatever because I'm here for you. I'm yeah. in your corner and da 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 da. You know. And so then she calls back. She's like, "Whatever you do, don't let Grace in the house." Yeah. Grace is already in the house. What the fuck are you talking about? Right. And also one question: When her husband is sitting there, like telling her all the things, all the evidence that the police have against her, is that supposed to imply that him and Grace are conspiring against her so that they can be together, and he wants her to be in jail so that they can just him and Grace can like. That's what I thought, low-key. That's what you thought? Low, low, low-key. I was like, why does he know? Why is he so, like, eager to tell her all these things that the police have against her? You I know? don't know. I didn't even think about that. <sighs> because it I thought it was just like he's him been laying it out. by Grace, and then he's in the shower. <laughs> but then, like, when he's in the shower and Grace is there, he's like, Grace, I'm not playing these games with you anymore. Oh, okay, okay. So he's never... So he wasn't conspiring against his wife. He wants Grace out of there, too right so he's telling her he's like grace i told you i don't want to play these games with you anymore and i think that's following where they got caught yeah actually doing it because right then right after that or she wakes up and leaves bed because that was one of yeah. the things that he's asking her he was like where else did you go because you got out of bed she's like oh i just went to go have a smoke but when she goes to have a smoke her cigars mm -hmm. um oh yeah she smokes cigars she doesn't have one this entire movie okay but i know why now why because cigars the woman who wrote this says she writes she smokes cigars when she writes um and so then Damn. it also is like symbolism for masculinity because she is now the sole breadwinner of the family so now she's wearing the pants and she's also smoking cigars I'm so, so it's a symbolism for masculinity that is terrible symbolism it That's just what she it said. just was distracting i was just like who smokes a cigar <laughs> at 1 p.m in the afternoon when they're literally supposed to be hilarious a but i mean that's what she, i'm sorry yeah like that's, that's what, weird <laughs> ridiculous i don't oh, god but um because she went out to smoke a cigar but she didn't have one so that uh -huh. solidifies that grace and tom actually slept together because grace was smoking a cigar, cigar when they were when she right. was getting her cat ate on the kitchen counter <laughs> So, I mean, you didn't lie. You, you um, she had the cigar, and so before that, she only had one more left in her thing. Yeah. Okay. And so okay, then, okay. when she went out that night to go, because they made her seem like she was hallucinating all of it. Yeah. So then she goes back outside to smoke her cigar at nighttime, but apparently she stays out for three hours, like well over three hours, which gives her enough time to go kill Elaine and then make her way back to bed. Apparently. Yes okay um so that was one thing that he told her right so so then anyway grace comes to the house before mary morrison gets home right mm -hmm. yes and she ends up slashing tom the way they did that was so funny i was like I why the fuck would she slice him sideways if she was trying to that's kill so him, weird you stab I exactly. I think She's like, seen... I get what I want, and then she just like okay, did well, like little scratches on the. I mean, she like, like she cut him, you, but literally you, it was like, you, 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 you. like you. you could see like the lines that she cut in his stomach. Yeah, none of them would be fatal in any situation. Exactly, but I don't even think like but the amount of times that they sliced the sound sliced. I don't even think she did it that many times. Sliced him that many no, times. Yeah, it was saw it on his body. Right. It was like. <laughs> Just looks like she got like scribbled on with ketchup. Exactly. So then there was just like five slice so marks like, on his bleeding stomach, bleeding out on the ground. I'm like, 
those cuts would not cause someone to bleed out. But okay. Exactly. Okay. And then Mary comes home. (laughs) Another part that I laughed at. When Mary walks in the house and she's like, Tom, Tom. And then she goes and sees him in the, um, like, bleeding out in the shower. The way she reacts to seeing her husband, like... (laughs) almost near like apparently he's near death on the ground she's like uh-huh. oh my god <laughs> that's literally what she says and i was like that is just oh my god like if you like like if you love your husband and you see him de- dying is that really how you would react <laughs> that would that um could not get that thought out i also couldn't get the next thought out i'm like stuttering but yeah, I thought that was ridiculous. And then what happens? That's when Grace comes in and she's like, "Oh, I'll clean it up. I'll clean it up." Oh, and she's yeah. like trying to clean up the blood off the floor as if she didn't just kill this or try exactly. kill this man. And so Mary's like, "Grace, I need you to call the nine one one." And so yeah. she calls them and she's like, "Oh my God, there's a man. He's bleeding." Da, yeah. da, da, da. And He's so dying. Then, That's what she yeah. says. <laughs> and so then. Apparently, Grace's personality starts kicking in. Margaret mm-hmm. kicks in, and mm-hmm. she's like, picks up the knife, and she's like, talking to Mary. She's gonna try and go kill Mary now because the personality is telling her to kill Mary, and so she's like, "No, I don't want to kill Mary. Leave me alone." <sighs> and Margaret was like, "No," and then Grace is just like, "I tried to stop her. I really did. I yeah. tried to stop her." And, then and so Mary- then Margaret was like, "You can't stop me." And then how does she get knocked out in the end? Does Mary knock her out with something? Mary knocks her out after they have their their, their tussle. tussle. Uh. Why do we both say tussle? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good word. Word of the day. Um, and then she ends up, you know, I guess right after that, basically, that's like the whole, the, the ordeal is over. And then we yeah, see... Yeah, she hits her over the head with a vase and like suddenly Margaret is no longer there. And then we see like fast forward a little bit. Does it say, is this the part where they do like give us an indication of time, right? Oh, maybe they don't. I can't remember. She's finished her book. This is like the yes. epilogue. She's finished her book. She goes and dedicates it to Elaine and then leaves. She drops it off in front of Elaine's headstone. Tomb. Yeah. She just leaves she's the, like, her entire manuscript there. But it's called Untitled. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh god oh god it's so bad and then she goes to a psych ward where guess who she's visiting grace i was gonna say why did she take so long to follow up (laughs) grace (laughs) oh my god um who is just grace she's not margaret anymore and she acts like a child and mary walks in there she's playing cards she's like deal me in and she's like really she's like what are we playing crazy eights <laughs> and then what happens then this is the this part is the that part takes that me understand. out this is the part that takes me out the very we end see, the very end we see a woman exiting the hospital where where grayson um mary, mary morrison were, were but she's dressed the exact same way as the lady was On who went and killed elaine as in same scarf around her head, same coat, same sunglasses. First. And so then that puts you in the position of who left. Good question. Grace or Mary. Other question. If you murdered someone in that outfit, where's the blood? Why would you? Why would you not burn it? <laughs> why do you still have those clothes? 
Well, then that also puts me in the, under the impression that she feels like she got away with it. So then it will be Mary. <sighs> then so I think Mary, Mary killed Elaine. The killer this entire time. Apparently, they want you to believe. They want you to figure it out. That was also in the article. Greer and the director was like, it's up to you. That's not what I want. I want you to tell me what the fuck happened. If they did, they spent two fucking hours establishing that this nanny was crazy, had multiple personality disorder, Mm -hmm. was murderous, trying to, like, sexually seduce these people, trying to infiltrate Mm -hmm. their lives. She's, like, really unstable. How are you going to turn around and tell us at the end that it wasn't her the entire time or imply that it wasn't her the entire time? What the fuck was the point of the entire movie then? Why did I watch this movie? There there wasn't one. The point was to be confused. (laughs) Well, I'm certainly confused. I'm confused as to why this was made. That's my biggest confusion. How did this get made? That's another podcast. They've got big names, though. Well, not big names, but like the woman from. The woman from Shameless, she was yes. one of the producers. Shanola Hampton, I think is her name. Yes, her, her and, Greer and Greer were the producers. That just makes me think that they were like, <laughs> I don't know, like somebody had to be friends with somebody who was uh-huh. like friends with Shanola or Greer, gave them the script, something happened. Like this could not have just gotten the green light without some sort of like connections mm-hmm. because this movie is so bad. <laughs> I should do this on how did this get made. That's a really good podcast. That podcast is literally just this every week. <laughs> I'm just discussing like the craziest fucking movies that have ever existed. I'm sure it'll be on there at some point in the coming coming weeks or months. That's it basically for the movie. We just summarize the entire thing because you can't like go through and talk about this movie yeah. without like giving at least some sort of context for like what the story is cuz I don't still don't understand. <laughs> I'm so sorry. This movie. I feel is like there like, were no redeeming qualities. None. I'm trying to think. Was there Shanola Hampton? I love her, so I guess she mm-hmm. was the redeeming quality. But I just like her on Shameless. I don't. I didn't like her in this because they gave her bad dialogue and made her do bad, stupid things. They like mm-hmm. she just made stupid choices and was dumb. Mm-hmm. I hate it when they take a good actor and then they're like, play this part that is literally a piece of burning trash garbage shit. <laughs> sorry. I'm just like this movie at least the one thing that came out of it for me was that i feel like if this can get made maybe something i write can get made (laughs) it's a possibility now it feels like in the realm of possibility well that's gonna happen anyway i think my writing is like maybe one percent better than this lady's i think that's gonna happen anyway so that doesn't matter but (laughs) thanks um Yeah, this movie, I chose this movie solely to torture Elisa. And you succeeded. Bravo. I think I win this week. Snaps. Thank you. I'm snapping it up. Thank you very much. Oh my God. All right. Um, Well, what's next? Should we transition? Yeah, because I mean, that's it. That's all we have to say. We do have a lot to say about our Sarah update because we have been. Oh my God. We are Sarah Paulson historians. Yes. If this wasn't a podcast about movie, I think that would be what this podcast would be called. Sarah Paulson Oral History. An oral history of Sarah Paulson. That's what it would be called. That's what we're... (laughs) Yes. That's it. That's it. That's like... Actually, that's going to be my thesis. (laughs) Just kidding. Yes. I read a 150-page thesis on Sarah Paulson and the history of her. Yes. That's... I mean... Who's going to stop you? A respectable topic. 
Who's gonna stop you? So what have we been doing this week in regards to our Sarah Paulson historian duties? We have been binge watching her old television show appearances. Her like um, first, like, like when we were infants, roles. children. Yeah. Like the we ones, haven't seen. Okay, there's a couple shows by her that we haven't seen, but these are like the big ones that are important. These are the ones I we think. chose to watch. So we started with Leap of Faith because that was only six episodes. It was only six episodes, and I think that like generally i like to start with like worst to best because yeah she told me to start worst to best everyone else told me to start with jack and jill but elisa said start I with said leap, start of faith. leap of faith because it's like i not that it was like okay i it wasn't the worst though so that's what we're not gonna do we're not gonna talk about whether anything is better or worse whatever that's like irrelevant but i just because that show wasn't on for as long as jack and jill i was like it's a shorter commitment so i just wanted to get that one out of the way first so we watched it we're going to do a full review at some yes. point. Yes. But that's been fun. So we watched Leap of Faith. <laughs> and then I finished Jack and Jill. And now I'm waiting for Elisa to finish Jack and Jill. I am like almost done with season one. And then season two isn't as long as season one, right? No, season two is only 13 episodes. Okay. And I love that show. And I have um, a theory that that's why my name is Lisa. And my parents are going to debunk that, but I don't care. Because that show premiered. A week before I was born, mm-hmm. I'm like, I know my mom was probably flipping through channels with her pregnant ass, mm-hmm. looking for a name, and she saw Sarah Paulson playing Elisa Cronkite on Jack and Jill, and she said, Elisa Cronkite supremacy! I am now the second tier Elisa in Genia's life. Yes. Which Elisa is okay Cronkite is I can't argue with the it. Supreme. It's true. She is the supreme. I mean... She is... Out of Lisa all the Elisas in the world. And I was just saying, we were talking about this the other day, because, like, it's weird. Like, I think both of us have unique enough names that we don't hear our names on television. Mm-hmm. Like, or, like, you know, like, the little thingies that you can buy at gift st- shops that have yeah, names like, on Like, we never have, the names on never no. have our names on no. them. Well, not that our names are, like, super rare, but they're not common enough. Um, exactly. And uh, I was, like, um, just, like, hearing... <laughs> The name is like a weird experience, and the only other time that I've like heard people with my name on TV are like <laughs> Latina women that have been like murdered in like yes. serial shows, like crime shows about like <laughs> like I don't Hotel know, like, Cecil. You, know, you know when they do like yeah Hotel Cecil, that's true, Elisa Lamb. You're right, bro. I fucking forgot about her. But yes. also, um, okay, I didn't mean to say it like it was funny. That's not funny, but I'm talking about like you know when they do like the episodes of like any show like any crime show there's like that one episode where they're like we went to cross the border in mexico to investigate a murder of the drug cartel and like they're always like the first victim elisa maria suarez that's my actual full name like and it's like it sounds like a name that is in like tv shows when they're talking about hispanic murder victims but so this is an honor to be like oh my god i'm not dead i'm alive and thriving the character so with my true. name is thriving and also I think it's why when I was on live with Sarah Paulson she actually pronounced my name correctly because every time I tell people my name like if I'm like my name's Elisa they're like Elisa (laughs) like did I say that (laughs) Elisa Elisa I had a teacher call me the wrong name for a year and I would correct them every day employers used to call me the wrong name what do they call you Jane Janaya Jane (laughs) Jane. Janet (laughs) Janiel Oh my god, we had somebody in the office at my school that her name was Sydney. 
And every single student in the school, she was like the lady that worked in the office. Everybody called her Cindy. And she hated it so much. She was like, my name is Sydney. And everyone was like, Cindy. (laughs) (laughs) And she quit. So I don't (gasps) think that was why, but I think there was multiple factors. But poor Cindy. Wait, Cindy or Sydney? Poor Sydney. (laughs) I got her name. Oh, my God. Back to Sarah Paulson. We're also, I just surreptitiously downloaded every episode of Studio 60 on the Sunset Strip. That's so our next watch. That's our next watch. And then once we've watched all of Leave of Faith, all of Jack and Jill, all of Studio 60, we're going to do a comprehensive review. Yes. Which doesn't mean that we're going to rate them or anything, but I think we're just going to no. we're going to give our takes, our hot yes. takes hot on takes. those shows and why they didn't survive past It's because we weren't alive. Two, right. We were it's allowed to defend I wasn't, them. Exactly. If the fans of the past, I say this with like my chest. If I was alive and old enough to protest, these shows would still be on. You would have done a free Britney, but a free Elisa Cronkite. Yes. From cancellation. Yes. <laughs> free 100%. Faith Wardwell. I mean, that show oh actually, God, like, I'm surprised Faith. that that one didn't. Okay, we'll get into it later. But that show, like, there's so many big names on that show. It's Sarah Paulson, that show Regina is King. So good. What's her name from Cuddy from House? What the fuck is her name? Lisa Edelstein. Edelstein. <gasps> I think it's Steve. Who are the men? Oh, oh, Ken Marino. Ah, love Ken Marino. He's like my fave. I don't even know. That, that show you... was so good for no reason. I don't know that I would say the show was good, but Elisa, I don't want to hear it. Okay, we're gonna move <laughs> we've on. Been, we've been on this all week. We really have. So just wait. The YouTube review is coming, but we should move on to, what's our next thing? Geography question! (laughs) I forgot. (laughs) Oh my God. Okay. I know what I've already asked you. Sofia, Bulgaria. Something about Wyoming. Something about the Pacific Crest Trail. What should I ask this time? I don't know. Something easy. Something easy. Um, okay, okay, okay. I'm going to New York. I'm going to New York. New York? Oh, God. I want something in New York. Okay. That isn't good. Um, (laughs) I'm literally just looking on this map right here. Oh, 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 (laughs) yes. Okay. This is what I wanted. What is this thing called? What the fuck? Ah! What's the capital of New York? That's all I'm going to say. What's the capital of New York? New York. Mm Mm-mm. Okay, then. You get more guesses. I get more guesses. Yeah. Keep going until you get it. There are more places in New York than New York. Manhattan. Manhattan (laughs) is New York. Manhattan (laughs) is a borough of New York City. (laughs) It's a neighborhood in New York City. Long Island. That's also a borough, I think. (laughs) I think. Buffalo. Oh, no. It's not Buffalo. Wait. Is it Buffalo? Uh, hold on. I don't think it's awful. I think it's a start. To- <laughs> hold on. Capital of New York. Oh, God. Okay, I was right. It's not Buffalo. It's not Buffalo. I know what it is. Okay. I was just double checking what I already knew. You get another What guess. does it start with? A. Astoria. Mm-mm. Astoria is a place in Queens, which is a borough in New York City. <laughs> <laughs> Astoria is like a part of Queens, which is a part of New York. It is Albany. Albany, Albany. Oh. Yeah, why that is the case, I can't tell you. But I mean, the capital 
Oregon is Salem, which is like. I thought that was in Massachusetts. Where the witch yeah, trials were. I thought as a child, <laughs> I thought the Salem witch trials happened in Salem, Oregon. I deadass was like, oh my God, I've been to the place where all those witches were burned. I drive through there every time I go to California. Like, no. Because it's literally just on I-5. No, it's literally not. It's just a place called Salem in Oregon. I don't know why it's called that. I guess there must have just been a lot of people whose last name was Salem. Or there must have been one really famous white man whose last name was Salem that they mm. named a bunch of different Sounds places right. about. Sounds right. Who that is? I don't know. Sorry to that man. I love that video of Kiki Palmer. Sorry to this man. Okay. What are our current obsessions? Let's get into it. You go first on this one because I went first on the other one. I went first on the first question about our My current obsession is Elisa Cronkite. Yeah. (laughs) I could have told you that. (laughs) Every time you say your obsession is Elisa, I keep being like, me? And then I'm like, I don't (laughs) know. Never mind. Alisa Cronkite is my current obsession. Um, that's just because I just finished Jack and Jill. She is the best character out of the whole show. Deadass. You are not um, lying. No, I never lie. Yeah, you so. do. No, I don't. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm going to find some receipts. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I don't think you um, lie. You're, gu- you're gullible. I lie and you believe me. Duh. Hmm. Um, I'm gullible. Elisa's that is me. clothes are like make her even elevate her as the best character even more. Yeah. I hope some of those clothes are like still in Sarah Paulson's closet. I hope she kept that shit because that was so cute. I mean, it couldn't we have been her. hers. We should find. We out. should find out. Putting out a See call. See if she stole anything. Did you steal anything from the set of Jack and Jill? And if so, what? Because I was shitting over those patch pants she was wearing the other day. Yes. <sighs> There was a scene in the episode about Valentine's Day, I think. Yes. And she was wearing these pants that had like satin patches. Oh my god, I want them. Elisa too is going to start dressing like Elisa Cronkite. I feel like I already do because the overall do she was wearing. I'm going to do it more deliberately. I'm going to deliberately. deliberately. Do it I think I've yes. been, but now that I'm, I'm going to look through my closet and make Elisa Cronkite outfits. Yes. Mm-hmm. Sure Stay enough. Tuned. Sure enough. She was wearing overalls and an orange sweater in the last episode that I watched. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> and her hair was in bun buns. Oh, <laughs> so cute. I'm dying. 90s fashion icon if we've ever had one. Cusp yes. of the 90s. Yes. Right? Because it was like the very end of 1999. Yes. Should I say my current obsession? Yes. My current obsession is doing my nails. Because oh, yes. I My finally tick. got a and like a I got a bunch of like a set of actually cute colored nail polishes because I feel like I just have like random polishes that I've picked up from different places before and now mm-hmm. I'm like oh like I wanted to like actually have cute ones that I could do cute stuff with and so I bought that and then I bought little brushes and I have ones on right now that are like wavy lines they're not very good but from far away they look fine. Um, and they're just like press-ons that I like decorated and then put them on. And I already have another pair lined up or another set that I did the other day that have little daisies on them. And they're really cute. And I'm really proud of myself. And yeah, that's my obsession. So true of her. She's a nail tech. I'm really not. When I fly out there and make her do my nails, then what? It's not. Please don't. It won't be worth it. I promise you. I think I will. I'm going to do it. I think Kentucky probably has better nail techs than me. I wouldn't know. Well, 
See, that's the thing is like, I wanted to do it myself because I don't have money to get my nails done. And so all this stuff together was like $30, all the supplies, Mm -hmm. which is like half of what an acrylic manicure would cost anyway. Plus I do so much like crochet and knitting that I need to take them off anyway. Like right after I put them on, like I don't keep them on for long. She's such a crafty gal. You know, I try. Oh my God. I've got a package. Apparently my package has been delivered. What did I order? At this point. That's me every day. In quarantine, it's like, where's my money going? Where is my money? I have no idea. I think I just ordered, my wig might come tomorrow. (gasps) I'm so excited. If it's ugly, I'm literally going to hate everybody. Yeah. Well, that's not the one that I picked. My number one was still the the golden one. Your number one one was yes. So I won't really blame you, but. Per se. (laughs) Yes. But everybody else, y'all will be dead to me if I'm ugly. How, How could that ever be? There's no way. It's going to be cute. Watch. Just watch. Well, okay. I believe. I'm just excited to see. Let's just say that. I won't make any assumptions. (laughs) I'm not going to bring any predictions. I'm just excited to see the new Jania with the new wig. The new personality that comes with it. We'll see. We'll see. You're going to have multiple personalities. Like, (laughs) Grace. That's why this is no. No. People are like, do you name your wigs? No. That's weird. When I take them off, I put them in a bag. That's like as if they were like a pet. Ew. Exactly. I don't like that. That's like some people like your... have them sitting up. What would in you there. like? Naming That's a scary. wig is the same as like naming a hat. Do you name I'll your name my do you berets. name your masks? I named my beret one time. Her name was Lisa. Wow. One letter shy of my name. Wow. Lisa the beret. I yep. I'm trying to think if I've ever named an inanimate object. Um, I used to have a pillow pet named Gertrude. It was a giraffe. Do you name your car? I don't have my own car, so it's my dad's car. So its name is my dad's car. <laughs> <laughs> but we used to, oh, the best was that our friends used to have a minivan, and its name was Sugar. <laughs> That's a good name for a car. Is it? I think it's cute. Sugar. What if somebody put sugar in your tank? Ugh. Then what? I don't know, but my um, cousin was just telling me about how she got rats in her cars, like, Ew. Yeah. Anyway, on That's that note, gross. should we leave it? Should we leave it? At that? Wait, we've really been on here just <laughs> just talking, just shooting the shit. We always do at this point. I think this is what people like is the beginning and the ending of a podcast in the middle. Yeah. That's the reviews I've gotten from my friends. They're like, we listen to the beginning and then we fast forward through the movie talks. We haven't seen the movie. I'm like, well, we didn't think about that. No. We didn't think about the fact that we were going to be doing movies that nobody knew. So right. Okay. I, I'm surprised that more people don't know what, what super bad is though. People don't know, what, don't know what Superbad is? Like, I was telling people that we watched Superbad last week, and they were like, what? I haven't seen that. <laughs> and I'm like, how? I don't know. I'm like, were you not a stoner in 2014? What the fuck were you doing with your life? No, I'm just kidding. Uh, I was not. I was not that at all. I can't right, claim right. that label. Okay, I don't know what accent that was, but I think I was going to say... I can't. I kind of claim that label. That's my. Oh. That's my like attempt at a Scottish accent. You sound like accent. Saoirse Ronan. I'm trying to do a Scottish accent. I got really good at them after I did. No, after I watched Outlander, I was really good at it for a while. And I, no, you sound like Saoirse Ronan. No, Saoirse Ronan is Irish. But that's what you sound like. But I don't sound Irish. An Irish accent is like you sound like her. I'm Irish. <laughs> that's an Irish accent. That sounds like the same thing a you Scottish just did. Scottish one is like flat. 
Well, I'm clearly not very good at it if you can't tell the difference. So <laughs> I'ma just leave it. Alright, I think we should turn this off before it gets worse. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. We are four minutes over the ninety minute mark. Oh <gasps> god. No one's oh, gonna no. wanna listen to this. It's too long. No, I'm just kidding. Oh my god. Okay, let me pull myself okay? together. I'm fine. <laughs> okay, bye besties. Bye besties. We'll catch you later. We'll catch you next week for fucking Aquamarine. Bet. Oh. My computer just glitched and it looked like it was gonna Yeah, I'm gonna pause this right now so that we save it. Alright, bye! <laughs> bye. <laughs>